The Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440, hour number two. We're driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Corner 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hi to Doug, and we say hi to Mary. That's a good song. Just a flat-out great dance song. You want me to fade it back up? We can let it run a little bit. No. All no, right. got to get to McCurdy, and he's got his nap, and he's probably walking today. We're joined now by our friend Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Bruce, how many people did you have uh, knock on your door for trick-or-treating last night? Uh, we served somewhere between 60 and 70 kids, judging by the number of candies we gave out, minus an estimate of how many I ate. <laughs> <laughs> I had none, but I made the kids do the door. So I bought the product, and then I just stayed the hell away from it. And that's that's. And then I said, it's got to be out of the house. You take it wherever you want, treehouse. I don't care. You know, uh, you know, deliver it to to the to the neighborhood. I do not care. It's got to be gone. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers, and let's start with Sam Gagne. I know you wrote about it yesterday. Uh, I, I think the Oilers' third and fourth lines are a problem. I don't know that Gagne will play on the third line, but maybe he should. What do you think? Well, they got to get something going down there in the bottom five, as uh, Woodcroft is now referring to it, and so far it's been flat nothing, like zero, zero, zero from everybody down there. And Fogel started scoring only when he got promoted out of the bottom five. And uh, uh, otherwise, um, at least Gagne, you know, if he played eight games by now, Alan, wouldn't he have like two points, maybe three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's my well, I mean, point. that's about the rate he scores at. Yep. And and he's got good hands, you know. And um, and, and this too shall pass, but... but uh, I know you've mentioned, I've mentioned, Ryan McLeod is a guy at 1.86 points per 60 at 5-on-5 five five a year ago, and he doesn't look close. He just doesn't look close to potting a goal. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a ghost to this point in the season, and, and we know that he missed uh, basically the entire preseason. I'm not sure we know exactly why he missed it and whether he's 100% or not. I got to say, Alan, it's been a time or two. It's crossed my mind that if it's this is something lingering, uh, put the guy on LTIR for 24 days and bring up two guys, and then at least you got some, you know, some bodies that you can, you can uh, uh, match, you know, match lineups and, and and give the coach a little bit of flexibility. Uh, hopefully, I mean, his injury isn't that serious, but man, he needs to start getting something done. He's got five shots on net. Do you think I, I, I the day he was drafted? I thought Dylan Holloway would be a really good oiler because he can he's got good foot speed. He can battle for pucks and he can carry the puck. There's a lot about him that you like, and the Oilers do. But he hasn't scored, and he scores usually in the second year. He's at a level he scores enough to be, you know, considered to be a skilled guy. It's been right. slow. I don't know whether it's McLeod or Holloway or a combination of both. How concerned are you about Holloway's offense? Uh, I am concerned, and I'm concerned in the context of that uh, scaphoid fracture that he suffered in his basically last game in uh, uh, NC2A hockey, and that he needed to have uh, operated surgery two separate times to fix that. And I don't know how good his hands were before that. What I know is what I'm seeing now, which is 
which is not good hands. Every once in a while, he comes up with a really nice pass. Uh, but I don't see any evidence that he's, you know, a nifty puck handler, great shooter. Uh, he's got lots going for him, you know, in his legs. And, uh, you know, when he's learning the game, the head will come. The hands, uh, I'm frankly concerned about. How concerned are you? Because I like what the defense is showing now, but I'm still a little bit concerned about Matias Ekholm. He's not where he was uh, at the when he arrived via the trade deadline uh, for the Oilers, right. and he played very well. He, even into the playoffs, he played yeah. well. He's not there. How concerned are you? Because he's not a young man, Bruce. He's not a young man. He's. I mean, Oilers got him signed for his 33, 34, and 35-year-old seasons. And I know this is Ken Holland, and he pulled off a magic trick with Chris Chelios years ago, and uh, uh, he likes his old defenseman. And the old, it's like cheese, you know, the older the better. Um, but um, uh, Ekholm missed, like um, McLeod, he missed all the camp, and he even missed the first game of the season. And I get the impression that he was probably brought in and maybe a little before he was ready because the other option was to put him on LTIR for three and a half weeks. And you don't really want to be doing that uh, unless, you know, you know it's a long-term thing. So I think he's gradually getting better, but I don't think that we've seen him really at the level that he showed in the whole fourth quarter of last season when miraculously he came on to a good strong club and in, in 21 games he led the team in plus minus which is just astonishing to me uh, and so he uh, Oilers need that player or some something close to it and to this point he's been pretty meh as the uh, young kids say. Bruce McCurdy our guest from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal Bruce I want to jump on this it's not Oiler related well it kind of is but uh, as you may know the Ottawa Senators uh, made a move in in their general manager department. Peter Dorian, uh, Pierre Dorian has been let go. Uh, they have to give up a draft pick over the Dadnov trade with Vegas. And the rumor is that, uh, not certain, but the rumor is that Peter Shirelli is one of the names who is being considered or may be named. Um, two things. Number one, how wild will Oilers Twitter be should this happen? And number two, uh, perhaps we can have you who are your very great orator and you have a, a sense of history maybe you can tell us your um one or two paragraphs that will put peter shirelli's time in edmonton into context for those who didn't live through the event the trade was one for one <laughs> he's not a sexy player how am i doing so far oh, you're, you're uh, nailing it <laughs> Yeah, I'd be shocked if he got, got another GM job, but I've been shocked before. Uh, I'm shocked that uh, that Ottawa got hammered with a first-round draft pick. For uh, 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 We're still not entirely sure what the NHL's reasoning is, but my recollection is that Ottawa traded a guy with a no-move cl- uh, clause, uh, and they didn't inform the other team, something like that. Mm-hmm. And meantime, what's, what happened in Chicago that went entirely unpunished by the NHL, and they wound up getting Connor Bedard with the first-round draft pick that you would think would have been the punishment uh, for what eventually came out of what happened there in 2011. And you notice that one of the teams is a Canadian team and one of them isn't, and you wonder, at least I do. Mm-hmm. 
the um, as part of that deal um, about the the forfeiting the pick, the Oilers have to send a second round pick to Calgary. Have you heard that? Yeah, 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 yeah I heard that as well. <laughs> um, so. I, I I looked at the numbers in an article for the Athletic today for October for the Oilers, and you can see Skinner last couple of games looking better. I think the defense is coming around. Ekholm uh, accepted, um, and the top two lines are playing better. So my question for you, Bruce, is is the gales of November came early, but do you think that November itself might see this team correct itself to the point we can start talking about a deep playoff run again? Uh, well, it's better. I mean, the the gales in November, sometimes they come in December in this town. It's rare that it happens quite this early in the season that uh, they're behind the eight ball. So they can't really afford a, a, a fall slump, right? They've already had it. Um, I think in the case of Skinner, you know, his last three games, three goals against, three goals against, two goals against. And the Oilers only scored enough to win one of those three games, which is a little bit abnormal. Last year, they held the other guys to three. They were likely to win that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, the, you know, the scoring being down uh, magnifies any kind of goalkeeping uh, uh, weaknesses. Or, you know, I mean, when you lose 3-2 in overtime, but you had a bad goal in there, well, you tend to remember the bad goal. Um, but... Three goals against or less, that's a, typically a winning formula for Edmonton. He's done it now three games in a row. So that's a pretty positive sign. Uh, my question is, where is the offense and when's it going to start coming? And when, you know, A, when's McDavid going to get up to 100%? Because I don't think he has been yeah, uh, really at, at any point. Yeah. And when's the bottom six going to score a damn goal? Is another question. And both of those questions need affirmative answers in the in the in the fairly near future. Sounds like as you ask these questions, the the blood is getting a little angry over there, Bruce. Oh, I'm just uh, that's just how I. <laughs> I, I I admit I spent much of October completely flummoxed. I, I I did not understand one thing that I did. In looking at the numbers, I have to give credit to, uh, and I don't think, I think it's been underreported. I believe you may have mentioned it, though, and I'm not surprised by that. Cody Cece seems to have corrected a bit. Yeah, my color hockey colleague, David Staples, wrote about that, but I agree with pretty much what he wrote, and uh, uh, that is that Cece's been solid. I mean, uh, what... (laughs) Folks need to remember sometimes that when you have a lineup dotted with $10 million players, there's not enough cap space to put a $10 million player in every spot on the first line. You've got to slide somebody in there above his pay grade, and that's Cody Cece playing on the first pair at three and a quarter million dollars. And to me, Cece's a survivor. You know, he just hangs around and, you know, he battles and he's, and he's, and he gets beat sometimes because he's playing the top players on the other team almost all the time. He's had ferociously tough minutes for basically ever since uh, Woodcroft took over. Clearly, Woodcroft and Manson trust the guy. Uh, they don't have that many great uh, options on right defense in terms of playing against the tough uh, opponents. So they've been leaning on CeCe. By and large, he's been delivering. I don't have a problem with CeCe at all. So Dallas um, next, then Nashville. Do you see this team maybe going on a little run here, or do you think they still are a little shaky, the, the boats maybe listing a little? Uh. 
Well, they're still winless at uh, Rogers Place this year, and I, that has to be corrected forthwith. Uh, Dallas is a real tough t- test for this team, and they, they've had good success in this barn over the years. That's a huge game tomorrow night for Edmonton. You're damn right it is. And, you know, it would be nice to win two in a row, right? Like, I lost the first two games. Uh, they won one. They lost the next four games. They won one. Okay, now it's time to win more than one and start uh, piecing them together. And to me, that starts tomorrow. Yeah. All right, you're the unofficial, I'm hoping one day official historian of the Edmonton Oilers. And I know I'm throwing this at you, but we talked about uh, Ryan Smith earlier today, and I have him as one of the top three left-wingers on the all-time team. Uh, I'll go with Atikinen and Simpson and Ryan Smith. We're excluding Messier and Dreisaitl from options. Uh-huh. Um, would you put Tanner Hall there or somebody else there, or are those your three? Well, Mark Messier, you know, he's the only Oiler to ever make the All-Star team at uh, left wing. He made the first team twice and the second team once. And Taylor Hall came pretty close. You know, if they had decided that Alex Ovechkin wasn't both a right winger and a left winger in the same year that he played right wing all year, uh, he would have gotten the second team nod that year as an Oiler. Uh, so, in one sense, it's hard to exclude Messier, though I personally do think of him as a center, and I think of the Oilers as really becoming the Oilers the day that they moved him into the middle, uh, uh, midway through the 83-84 season. Uh, otherwise, it's pretty hard to argue with the, with the, uh, with the guys that, uh, that you picked. Uh, and Tikkanen, certainly, and, I mean, Craig Simpson for a shorter time in Edmonton, but a very, very productive scoring uh, winger and I mean Smitty, he you know he kept bringing it and kept bringing it for a lot of years, and you got everything that he had, for, you know. So I got, I got no problem with him as being. If you're talking about three lines of all-time Oilers, that there's room for him in there somewhere. Bruce McCurdy, calls of hockey at the Edmonton Journal, following a age-old tradition of not listening to me and not following the rules, Bruce. Thank well, you. Well, you could put Messier, you could put, like, drive saddle at 4C if you want. Gonna, I mean, gonna, the problem, I'm coming right? over there, McCurdy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Have a great week. All right. Bruce McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Evelyn Journal. A kind, gentleman. You don't come across those often, but he is that. Uh, and he has the heart of a lion and the memory of a, an elephant. That doesn't ever sound like a compliment, does it? But it is. Okay. On the way, your comments, you've got a lot to say, and this Ryan Smith-Taylor Hall debate continues to rage because Declan chimed in, and now everybody wants to talk about the sexy thing. Good Lord. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Alan Mitchell. Declan Kruger. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, the same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Uh, who all was in that song, just so we know? That was Wyclef Jean and Shakira. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. Yeah, how, long, how old is that song? Uh, 2006, maybe? So yeah. 17 years I now? knew the song. I just couldn't... I didn't know... Because he said Shakira, I knew that, but I didn't Shakira, know. Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, it's like um, Grandmaster Melly Mel when he said, Let me love you, Chaka Khan, Chaka Khan. The great song. And then she sang so well. I love Chaka Khan to this day. I remember when I saw her sing Please Pardon Me on, I think it was American Bandstand. And I was like, whoa, you know, because of her singing. 
Uh, Josh Norris for Cody Cece, one for one from Bones. The, the, no, the, the, the owners aren't trading Cody Cece. They need him. He's playing well. They need a right-handed defenseman who can play with Darnell Nurse and play against the Tufts, and he's doing it now. So, yeah. Um, I will tell you, I don't think any of the defensemen are going to be traded. Uh, honestly, I do not think any of the defensemen are going to be traded from this team. I would just say that now. They have seven. They're going to need seven. And that's the way it is. Maybe at the deadline they'll trade one of them for another defenseman. So to summarize, it's Ottawa's fault that Vegas didn't read the contract? No. No, that's not it. Nah, that's not it. There, the, the, That would not be enough. That would not reach the threshold that is required. First round pick is a big deal. So it had to be something you know, real for them to do that. Although, as McCurdy says, it's a Canadian team, so who cares? I mean, that's the way you kind of feel sometimes about the NHL, certainly with the Oilers. You know, how the hell they ended up having to give up stuff for Shirelli as he'd been fired and they have to give up a second round pick. Good old low tide. Back in the day, the Golden Seals did some amazing things. I think you're the only reason I know the Golden Seals even existed. Uh, it's probably true, but I, you know that's that's my style, man. I mean, JMO has a, a at least as much info on them as I do, maybe more. But true, it's all true. Okay, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Low Tide, I love you, and I appreciate you being on my radio. I just wanted you to know. It's very sweet. Isn't that nice? Why can't you be like that? I've sat up here many times and said I'm happy to sit across from an industry legend. I said yeah. I learn a lot from you. I'm happy to be here. I've said oh. that day in, day out. Well, tell your Maybe di- less lately. But. Tell your digits on your hand that you're pointing at me to stay that. <laughs> let's know what I'm I'm not getting the love totally, you know. It's my slouch demeanor and raised eyebrow, and that's why you're not feeling the love. You don't text your mom. You call her from Tyler and Millwoods. I think moms appreciate texts. You know, I do. I think they appreciate texts. Now, if your mom calls you and you don't answer, that's not good. Peter Shirelli to the Senators coming. We all know it. Senators keep talking, taking L's as usual. Nothing's changed. I think Shirelli, like I, I saw him in Boston, and I thought he'd be good here. I did. I endorsed him, and I paid a hell of a price. People rained down blows on me for a long time. I also liked Lucic. It didn't work out. But Shirelli is a riverboat gambler. He won a Stanley in Boston, and that's what every owner, including Daryl Cates, wants is the Stanley. Now, he bled a lot of talent here. There's no doubt about it. But... And Ken Holland is a far more risk-averse general manager. That said, the owner is the one who hired Peter Shirelli. And he knew what he was getting into. That's the way it is. You know, when you hire somebody, you know, imagine if you hire Low Tide to do a sports talk show. And you go, well, one thing I know is everything he says will be related to sports. Well, you're going to be wildly disappointed. I'll talk about anything. Today, we've talked about, what have we talked about? We talked about uh, how many people showed up at the door uh, for Halloween. We talked about, uh, what else did we talk about that was not related to sports in any way? Cats in the station? Yes. That was a big one? Yeah. And um, 
pool halls. Right. That's, I mean, pool pool's hall. a sport, but... Did I ever tell you the time that we had a, a new sales rep in the radio station? No. No. And uh, he called the listener line, and I was listening to the listener line, and he said, hey. And I said, hey. He goes, it's blah, blah, blah. And I said, hello, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I need the number for the traffic department. And I said, well, you call the main switchboard and you ask them for traffic. And for a salesperson to call the traffic department is not that big a deal because traffic logs all the commercials. <clears throat> Just a little inside radio there. So they make sure all the commercials are slotted in the right spot. So what I thought was one of his clients had a commercial play out of order and it was wrong or the verbal was wrong and he wanted to call them. So I innocently gave him the number, told him what to do. He was new. This happens. He calls the main switchboard. He asks for the traffic department, which please understand in radio is about how the commercials run in a specific hour, except there's 24 every day. That's what a traffic department does in radio. He calls the traffic department and gives them a traffic update. Yeah, there's a stalled vehicle. <laughs> well, honest to God, he never lived that down. And it's still being talked about like today. And this was like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It's just that in radio, traffic means something else. In his mind, he was doing God's work. He was. Yeah. And you know what? It's trying real wrong hard. of me to mock him because he's a good man. Um, and he was a hell of a sales rep, but he did that. And I, I howled, I howled because it was funny. It's like the time, um, <clears throat> when the, um, the Gulf war was going on and everybody was getting CNN. People were subscribing to CNN like every day so they could watch what was happening with Peter Arnett rolling across the floor, uh, in Baghdad. Uh, that's what was happening or wherever he was. Was it maybe I don't know, maybe he was in truth. I can't remember where he was. It doesn't matter. The war was gonna start. And so I'm I'm playing top forty at the time, and this guy I go, Hi, you know, whatever the station call letters were, hi, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Yeah. And I'm expecting him to say, Can I hear like Prince or Madonna? And he goes, Yeah, what time does this war start anyway? <laughs> the funniest call I've ever had in my life. The funniest call. The funniest uh, uh, letter I ever got was when I worked in Regina. We used to do a thing where kids could write to Santa through our radio station, and we would say it on the air so the parents could hear what the kids wanted when we said it. I know it's hokey, but radio has been that for many, many years. Um, so, um, and then we would call out sometimes, like once a day we'd call out uh, and give away a prize. I think it might have been um, a gift certificate for some company. Anyway, I said to this young man who we had called and he had, he was the winner that day. I said, what do you want for Christmas? And he's 10. And he said, Alyssa Milano, which I, 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 I mean, I absolutely just floored me. He was also probably 10. Uh, and she, I don't, I can't remember how old she was, but I thought that's, this kid is never going to be in radio and he's delivered the funniest line I'll ever hear. We can't be that clever. Well, maybe you can. No, I, c I couldn't pull off one like that at 10 years old. That's no, it was, it was funny. Stuff. It was just yeah. like the, everybody in the studio, we just collapsed in laughter. It no. became the promo for three weeks. What's that kid up to these days? Well, he's probably running a major company. and Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably like a litigation attorney and all that humor has <laughs> gone to waste. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to a live Expos game low tide? Will you go the next time home opener when they come back? I will tell you, Warren Cromartie and I have agreed that I'm going there. And I'm hoping to be a guest of Warren Cromartie, who I'm hoping will be one of the owners. I'm all about it. 
And I got an in because I know about the Denver Bears play, a team he played for in 74, 75. And he loved it when I brought it up. He said, hello, low tide. We used to have that as a promo, but I think Eric has it now. You know, it's like one of those things where you are in a band and then you go to another band and you can't do the music from the previous band. You know, were you ever in a band? I was not. I was never a big like, like, listen, everyone likes music, of course. But I was never I'd never had any desire to be a musician. So I never learned an instrument. I can't sing to save my life. Mm -hmm. And it was just never like, yeah, I never wanted to be in a garage band. And you don't swim anymore. No, no. So your life really was just, you know, as a child, there's nothing, there's no remnants in Rollins. Yeah, it's pretty empty over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a lot going on. You abandoned everything you you had done. Um, (laughs) You call me a quitter? I'm I'm saying you're sedentary because you work in radio. Listen, well, a men's league soccer game tonight, not a big deal. Trying to bounce back from the 0-1 start. That's something. Yeah, but you you play defense and you gave up two goals. No, I'm a forward. I'm a forward, but I didn't score any goals. So same, you know, six and one. Are you the most skilled person on the field? No, I won't. Is say this that. indoors? This is indoor. Yeah. Do, you, do if it bounces off the walls or the ceilings, does it still count? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I always liked indoor more as a kid, but uh, as I got older, I liked outdoor a little bit more. Like I play midfield and outdoor. I'm De Bruyne out there. I'm creating plays. I don't you know? think you are. I'm Artemi Panarin. I think you're Gareth Bale, but going the wrong way. I got the flow for it. Or I had the flow for it. I cut my hair recently. But How yeah. did that go? Did it, Were people like, did your girlfriend like it? Oh, everyone thought I looked, uh, looked good with my, with my haircut. So I was, a very, I was very happy with it because I had, I had relatively longer hair for, for a little bit. I like to flow it out the back a little bit yeah. and have a good, good set of lettuce. But My oh, hair is getting up. way too long. I got to get it cut. You got a great head of hair, man. I told, I've told you before. Like I've looked across. We've locked eyes, winked at each other, and I've said, <laughs> you got some good hair over there. And I stand by that. You know, it got, I got the hair, but no personality. And that's what people want now. They want the personality. You, you don't. Know. You don't need personality when your hair looks like <laughs> 1986 Rob Lowe. You are such a liar, and I remember 1986 Rob Lowe, and that is such a compliment. I'm blushing over here. Uh, can you blame Holloway for not trying offense when he is a strict mandate to dump and chase? He's likely afraid of making an error, which makes him look like an economy flight to Baco. JP on the island. You know, that's such an astute text. Like that is that is the. I said something, and the comeback was better than what I said, and I have no comeback comeback. JP on the island should be hosting this show. He's not going to, because I'm stubborn. Wait, we could have asked for Alyssa Milano, stupid wasted childhood. <laughs> it's just you expect, you know, a fire engine or some other request, you know. I'm a bit of a Senators fan because they did it right building through the draft related to Kachuk, blah, blah, blah. But if Shirelli gets in, he'll screw it up like he did here. If you're building through the draft, don't trade picks. This is why we have no depth. Holland and Shirelli both to, both to blame. From one, someone with 10 out of 10 hair and 1 out of 10 personality, I confirm you need more than hair. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's like an instant, it's like curb appeal, but then you start talking and they go, oh boy. This guy, you know, oh, my God, can he chew gum and talk at the same time? And why is he chewing double bubble? You know.
Low Tide Compensation for Shirelli Conspiracy. How did the Oilers get first picks in the five drafts in the decade of darkness and mess them all up? Ha ha. Well, they didn't mess them all up. Nuge has been fine. Hall was the right pick. Uh, Yakupov was not, but he was the right player to choose. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, who did I miss? Leon. Or I'm sorry. Uh, McDavid worked out. I think. I think we can agree McDavid worked out. I don't think anybody's complaining. So that's Hall, Nuge, McDavid. And Lee, or Nail being the wrong one. And they got Leon. I, I think you have to credit Greg McTavish on that one. Will Clefbaum be available at the deadline? It never gets old. It never does. And it never will. Okay. We will take a break. Your comments on the way. And then I want to revisit a couple of things, including Gary Ock and his article in The Sun that's up now about the firing of Pierre Dorian and about Raphael Lavoie. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Edmonton's premium live music and party venue is On the Rocks. Check out Bingo Tunes on Monday. Perform on the best stage in town with karaoke on Wednesdays. Learn how to salsa with Salsa Rocks on Thursdays. And every weekend, OTR goes live. With your favorite bands on the OTR stage and DJ Kenny K. For everything that's going on at On the Rocks, give us a follow. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. At On the Rocks EDM. Eat well, party hard. On the Rocks. On the Rocks. On the Rocks. Open every day till 2 a.m. Rodeo clowning felt like an exciting opportunity. Boy, was I ever wrong. The Bulls. So predictable. But you know what's exciting and unpredictable? PlayAlberta.ca. I can bet on any sports game, play online casino games anytime, and buy lottery tickets anywhere. PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement. Sign up today and get over $100 in welcome bonuses. Remember, if you gamble, use your game sense. Sports 1440 with the Lowdown with Low Tide. Until 2 o'clock today, Jason Greger coming up. And we're going to talk about Bruce Garriock and his reporting in the Ottawa Sun today. But first, can I get an update on what Jason Greger will be having on his show today? The Wednesday edition of the JG Show on Sports 1440. He has to open his phone. He's no, yeah, I got it right here. I just oh. had to uh, check the lineup that was sent to me by the one, the only, Connor Halley. Yeah, great show, as always. We know this. Dave McCarthy is going to be by at 2.20. Tyler Uremchuk at 2.40. Pete Jensen for the NHL Fantasy Report is going to be by at 3.20. Mike Rupp, former, former NHLer, is going to be on at 4. The Legacy Heating and Cooling Help Your Neighbor is going to be on at 4.20. You're going to want to tune in for a chance to qualify for that. Mark Spector is going to be by at 5. And then Paul Sir with a basketball oh, nice. report at 5.20. Loaded show as always. They should introduce him with the song To Sir With Love by Lulu. Ooh, I'll pitch that to Connor because mm, I mean, that's a great a, idea. It's a great song. Uh, it's from, what's the name of that movie with um, Sidney Poitier's in it? It's such a, Lulu is in it in the in movie. The Heat of the Night? No, no, that's a re- that's a fantastic movie that Sidney Poitier is also in. I don't know too many Sidney Poitier What Poitier's is the name of that Guess damn who's movie? Guess who's coming to dinner? No, 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 stop it. It's, um, it's called To Sir With Love, I think. The movie and the song. What the hell is that? The name of it? It's a great movie. He's a he's a teacher. He's teaching these English kids, and they're all about weirdness, and they're all wild in the streets, and they're just loud. And he just comes in, and they love him. It's a great movie. Lilies of the Field is also a great Sydney Poitier movie. You mentioned In the Heat of the Night. There's another one called They Call Me Mr. Tibbs, I believe, which is the follow up to that one. Uh, he was in so many great movies. Lilies of the Field, I watched when I was a kid. It's, it, there's a real religious, uh, feel to it, but don't, don't get delayed by that or waylaid by it. It's a beautiful movie. It's so good. It's so good. 
going to have to watch that movie. Anyway, um, Pierre Dorian, fired today. Fired! What a great word. You're fired! Heard that a time or two. Um, Dorian Dorian um, has been fired. Shirelli rumored to be the replacement. And Gary Ock in the Ottawa Sun says, as source said, the last draw for Dorian's future may have been the decision by the league to penalize the Senators a first-round pick for a deal involving former winger Evgeny Dadunov in March of 2022. The Golden Knights sent Dadunov to Anaheim because Vegas was under the impression that deal could be made, but the Knights didn't have the proper no-trade list from the Senators, and that responsibility falls on Dorian. So... Whenever I hear his name, I think of Dorian Gray. You know the story, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the story, and it's going to be hard for anybody to push back on that because it makes sense the day they find out that they have to give up a first rounder, they they punt the general manager who was in charge on the time. Charge on the time. Low Todd, I've been listening since you had the Saturday show. Oh, I never heard your wife passed away. My condolences. Well, thank you, Big G. I appreciate that. It's been almost a year now, and we miss her terribly. She was a wonderful woman. Um, I I see her every day when I my kids talk. There's just so much love there, and um, it has been the most difficult thing I've had to do in my life. And um, I would say to her all the time, I have to go before you and... Once again, she listened up a storm and didn't listen to me, but that's okay. And we love her and miss her, and I appreciate your kind words. This will be the year the L.A. Kings beat the Oilers in the first round and win the Cup. Well, Kyle from Millwoods. <laughs> Captain Happy today. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I picked the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. I thought, what I thought was, Matias Ekholm would make such a difference that this team would not waltz, but they would win the division. And he has not because of the injury, the hip pointer. So that was unanticipated. Uh, so that happened. Uh, and I think if he gets back to where he was, then the orders, it'll be like they made a trade in midseason or at the deadline again for Matias Ekholm. Oh, oh, Mr. Throw, throwdown. I think that's me. I can't pin all of the Shirelli gaffes on him as I think we have to acknowledge how much behind the scenes help he got from Hacksaw. It's one of the ongoing things about the orders is how much control does the owner have? How much does he put his finger on the, you know, the scale when deals or whatever are, are being made? Don't know. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was great. It sure was. It was a great movie. Uh, my favorite part um, was when they went to uh, Spencer Tracy and um, Catherine Hepburn went to the ice cream place. <laughs> and Spencer Tracy backs up and hits this, you know, hot rod car. And the guy's yelling at him. He was going to cost 40 bucks. <laughs> and he throws some money <laughs> and drives off. It's a good movie. Uh, in the Heat of the Night is a better movie. Just so you know. Stales wanted his own guy. Triangle was just smoke and mirrors. Well, you're trying to save the money, uh, the owner some money, right? Because you let him go at the end of the year. That's what's going to happen to all the coach coaches. Vegas is ruthless. After the winning the cup, you would think they would be happy to let Dadnoff Case go, but they took a number and stuck it to the Sands. Wow. Yeah. 
Look, the, I, I said this yesterday, and people pushed back heavily. The Oilers need to be like that. The Oilers are the content uh, guy or human or family or, you know, animal in the field. And the Vegas Golden Knights are the Nile crocodile. They're the, the coyote who will chew its leg off to get out of the trap. Like, they are not going to put up with it. I love it. I love that they do that. And the orders are going to have to adapt. What's that, adapt or die? I believe that's the old thing. Low Tide, I'm glad you're back on the air. I have to take... Uh, 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 he says homage, but I think it might be umbrage. With your comment that Hall was the right pick, in my humble opinion, Tyler Sagan would have been the right pick uh, for what the orders' needs were at the time. Right-handed chalk, bid centerman. That's what I thought we needed. Not another small left winger, just my opinion. I love your show. Glad you're back on the air, Bob the Builder. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think I was saying Nal Yakupov was the right pick. But I may have said that, and I did think that Taylor Hall was the right pick. But, you know, your point about Sagan is, is fair. To serve with love. Thank you, Dave. Platten. Wade Redden, GM duties from his dad's farm in Hillmont, Saskatchewan, would be better than Chirelli. Hillmont is in Saskatchewan, right? I'm sure it is. To Serve With Love, same as this, the uh, song by Lulu. It, it's a great movie. It, she's, he has been in so many of those. I don't swear I'm well-spoken, and I listen to Edmonton Sports Radio from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. most days. Blair and Calgary. Or newly named Oil Boots. I had a guy meet me in the parking lot yesterday and tell us he loves his show. He loves you. He loves us. Loves the station. Well, look at us go. That's very kind. Appreciate that. Just saying, you know. U of A Golden Bears football home playoff game this Saturday at 5. First home playoff game since 05. Thanks. We've got a much improved program there. They're doing well. Well, Ted, I sent you a song about Doug Waite last week through email. I don't know if I got that. I, I don't know if I got that. Hall still falls twice a game. What a skater. Oh, come on now. Hall's a very fine player. You said he was the right pick just like you thought Nurse was the right pick. Actually, I wanted Monaghan with that pick, but he got chosen, I think, one behind, one ahead of, of Nurse. Isn't there somebody in the office that would let the GM know what he can and cannot do with cap trades, et cetera? I would just say this again because it's really important, and I know that people forget this, but the general manager is responsible for everything that happens. So when you talk about a trade or a draft pick or a a gaffe like this, you know what? You're right. Somebody else probably was supposed to tell him. His job is the job that gets whacked. Because he's the guy in charge of that. That's how business works. That's why when you, wherever you work today, the person who's the general manager, that's a really important person. You need to help that person. Whatever they do, because you're working for a company with that person as general manager, and that's important. Because whenever there's change, a new general manager coming in, there will be changes in other departments. Stay below the event horizon. Don't roll the station vehicle when you're driving it. And then help those who are employed while you're employed in a company. Be better. Be their best. And everybody will live happily ever after.
When you make the big dollars and run something, anything that happens is your fault, no matter what. Well, it's true. If you're the general manager, that's usually the highest. You know, there's some like, I don't, what's Jeff Jackson's uh, CEO? That's his title. So that would be above the GM. Uh, when, since we are win in win now mode, uh, could we not get a really good top for right shot defenseman like an Ekholm for CC or Holloway? I get what you mean, Brad. I do get what you mean. I just, uh, you know, I've done this and maybe you could do it for me. Not that I'm asking you to do my work for me. I'm not doing that at all, but I couldn't find anybody. Right-handed defensemen are not, you know, Moritz Sider would be great, but he's not available. Most of the guys who you would want aren't available. I do like Radko Gudis, but I think he's a, a little old now. It was supposed to say great hosts, yet gray also works. <laughs> okay. This is from Tim. Low tide, my grandma passed at the same time last year. Our hearts were broken together. She was an awesome lady. We almost had to drag her out of the store when she asked one of the kids working at the brick if he was cheering for the Canucks or Boston. And he said Boston. She swore at him in Italian and told him to give his head a shake and cheer for the Canadian team. I watched so much hockey and had so many delicious meals with my grandma. It's her birthday this week, too. Love you, LT. Stay healthy and the best of luck with everything. Thank you, Tim. Right back at you. I do not tell her that, well, I guess you can't, that uh, I cheered for the Bruins, too. But I cheered for the Bruins because I always cheered for the Bruins. Who the hell is Dimitri Christich? Well, he played. Bruce forgot to say death by a thousand cuts. Well, we all fall into these things. I used to say absolutely fantastic so much. The producer at the station used to wander down the hall and tell me how many times I said it at the end of the shift. It happens. Get ready for the Shirelli one-for-one jokes. We've already had them. McCurdy said it right off the hop. Ultimate Spencer Tracy movie, What's a Mad, Mad, Mad World? One of the funniest movies ever from Dave. Spencer Tracy, best movie. Um... Old Man in the Sea, uh, Bad Day at Black Rock, um, Judgment at Nuremberg. He was in several with, with uh, Catherine Hepburn. They were kind of love interest movies, and I loved all of them. Um, yeah. Could Ottawa appeal the ruling? No. Seems a little punitive. Well, yes, it does. Other than signing Lucic, all the stuff Chia did at the end of his tenure while in panic mode, he did a good job. Well, no. He traded two picks for Griffin Reinhardt. Uh, Hall for Larson was not equal value, although I liked Larson. He didn't, you know, he, he was fired on merit. If the owners can't have the nice trophy. I don't want anyone from Canada to have it. Imitation Tom. That's harsh, but I think you are probably universally correct. Well, Yarby was not the right pick. Okay. We, we weren't really talking about that. 
Hey, Low Tide, whatever happened to Jets defenseman Logan Stanley? Big body, I think, right shot. Dennis still a Browns fan. He's left shot. He's still there, I believe. Might have got sent down, but I like him. I always have. But they've got Vincent DeHarnay to do that job now. The only Canadian teams I'd ever cheer for outside Edmonton are Ottawa and Montreal. Everyone else kick rocks. I could never cheer, and it's nothing against the Montreal Canadiens. They're a class organization all the way, and they've won all kinds of Stanley Cups. I could just never cheer for them. And it has to do with Bobby Orr. Still not sure how she signed Koski right before he got the bullet. Well, it was approved. Bob Nicholson and the board approved, whoever the board is. I thought you were going to talk about Lavoie. Okay, Raphael Lavoie, I'll just very briefly say it. He's coming up. I don't know when, but he's coming up. Uh, the more Dylan Holloway struggles, the more likely it'll be sooner than later, but Lavoie will come up. He's done too much for them to not give him a shot. and Or maybe if there's enough value, trade him to another team that will give him a shot. Raphael Lavoie will play in the National Hockey League. My suspicion is it'll be this year. Don't know when. But he's, there's just too much. At some point, there's too much. There's just too much. I'll say that again. No, I won't. So did we do okay? Did we did everything we were supposed to do? We said everything we were supposed to say. We've thanked everybody we were supposed to thank. I think so. I think we covered all bases. I think we did an okay job. Got a lot off the chest. Uh, got a lot of stories in. A lot of Oilers talk. So I think yeah. we did okay. Did you know? Did you insult anybody that you want, didn't want to, or did you not insult somebody you wanted to get to? No, no, I'm all clear in that regard. So I think, okay. uh, yeah, just on to the next one. Okay, I want to thank Ian Herbers, coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Bruce McCurdy, my personal friend. Uh, we have tomorrow. We have. Um, Bag milk. Do we have anybody else lined up, or are we shooting from the fly? We're shooting from the fly, but okay. uh, I, I have an, I have a sneaking suspicion it is going to be uh, someone related to the Dallas Stars. Okay. Well, your fly is open. We thank you for tuning into the lowdown. Jason Greger on the way next. It is time for a sports update.